length of the reading scare you. I'll preach much longer than that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But you know, Brother Caleb made mention. He said, you really you need to explain to them who Aunt Dixie is. And that's Brother Triplett's sister. Hallelujah. So we're thankful that they're here tonight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I just got a little thought on my mind in reading uh, the other day. And I was reading in the book of... Uh, 1 Samuel 15, and we'll get to that in a little while, but uh, it, I just, I got a thought while I was reading, and uh, I was reading about Saul and uh, his self-will, I guess uh, you could put it, and when I begin to read about him and his uh, actions there in Samuel of, of 1 Samuel uh, 15, and uh, I begin to think about uh, this this one topic that came to mind, and so I begin to toy with that and begin to put a, th- a few thoughts together. Uh, but just the the uh, the thought came to me reading about Saul uh, and when the prophet was confronting him and, and talking about intercession, and that word stood out to me. So I began to look at it a little bit. And one of the verses of the song tonight said, uh, talking about him in the heavens, interceding for uh, the saints, hallelujah. And, uh, but intercession is the act of interceding, uh, prayer, petition, or entreaty in favor of another, hallelujah. And I'm thankful uh, today that he took my place, hallelujah. He came, he gave his life. And uh, he said, no one takes it, I lay my life down. And uh, the Bible says, no greater love than is anyone than this, and they would what? Lay down their life for a friend, hallelujah. If I, not too long ago, we had a man in uh, serving a life sentence in prison. God gave him favor. Uh, the uh, governor's wife, he was cooking in the governor's mansion for uh, 19 years. He was in prison for, I believe it was 29 or 39 years in prison and uh, the last several years he worked in the governor's mansion and the governor's wife come to him one day and said, Toby, why are you here? A crime that he admitted, uh, committed at the age of 19 years old uh, under the influence of drugs and uh, uh, just, you know, his mom and dad raised him in the church and, uh, uh, but just some things happened and he strayed away from the church and uh, but anyway he wound up serving a life prison in Angola State Prison and one day the governor's wife asked him Toby why are you here and he said well ma'am he said I done murder and he said I deserve to be here this this is my punishment for what I done and she looked at him and she said but Toby you do not belong here anymore have you ever applied for parole and he said a couple times that I have and you have to meet uh, Toby Guthrie to uh, to understand his demeanor and God has certainly changed his life around he pastored in the penitentiary for like 13 years in a church in inside the penitentiary penitentiary of Angola State Prison but she said he said we have tried some but it's always been denied and she looked at him and uh, uh, of a morning the children would come in of the governor and would sit in his lap and a lot of times the governor would come in and there was a man convicted of what he was convicted of with the whole family
family of the governor uh, in his lap and they were laughing and talking and uh, he would just go on through and say I didn't need anything just passing through and uh, uh, a trust began to build but she told Toby she goes would you mind if I begin uh, uh, to do a work for you and see what I could get done could you mind if I would help you and he said yes no ma'am I don't mind and she went to bat and would have got out just a little sooner if it hadn't been uh, for COVID but man he gives uh, uh, such high honor to those uh, uh, that made intercession for him somebody had to intercede between him uh, and the governor because uh, and between the governor and, and, and the warden and uh, all of these things had to be begin to come into place and uh, I thought of that uh, intercession that, that the governor's wife began to make and uh, I'm thankful that one day God looked at me and uh, uh, you know when I wasn't worthy he felt like that I was worthy and he gave his life for me that I, I could go free and we could get into a lot of scriptures tonight about intercession and, and uh, uh, interceding there's about nine times that it's mentioned uh, in the Bible and in Romans and uh, uh, in, in different places in the Bible that it talks about intercession and to intercede is to intervene between parties with a view to reconcile differences. Oh God, I'm thankful one day that Jesus uh, signed my pardon, that I could go free. Uh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Uh, my wife asked a young man that we're, uh, my cattle producer one day and she said well Josh what do you believe and Josh began to tell her he said I believe that I am just a sinner that's saved by grace uh, and that's about all that he has to say and that's about all of us our story today in this place we're just a sinner saved by grace we was born in sin we was conceived in iniquity but I'm thankful that if we sin we have an advocate with Jesus Jesus Christ the righteous. Uh, he makes intercession for us. Uh, I'm thankful for that debt today because many are the times that I've failed. Many are the times growing up that I come short uh, and at the age that I am today, uh, I've already confessed at the beginning, I've got to keep this th mind uh, under subjection. I've got to crucify this flesh uh, and its lust and affections. Uh, oh, but I'm thankful that when things go wrong, I can go to Jesus Christ the righteous. Uh, he makes intercession uh, with moanings and with grace that can't be uttered. I'm telling you something tonight. I'm thankful to be serving a God of mercy, a God of forgiveness. And we serve a great God, but if we ever push him, if we ever push him beyond the limits, my good friend John Daniel said, God's a good God, but don't ever make him mad. Don't ever push him beyond his limits. Oh, and I know that's hard to do because we can quote scriptures uh, and scriptures about the mercies of God and how that his mercies are everlasting his mercy uh, endureth forever but oh what does it take uh, uh, to reject him enough uh, uh, that one day he just calls our card and one day uh, uh, he just turns his back uh, on us and walks away and I, I begin to read in Jeremiah 36 and I, I got my interest what would we really have to do uh, uh, 
to get God to where uh, uh, he just turned his back. He no longer heard uh, our prayer and our cry. And uh, I begin to read in Jeremiah the 36th chapter. Jeremiah 36 chapter, the first verse. And this, this reading will be a little lengthy here, but I'm going to try to rush on through. And it came to pass in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, that this word came unto Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, how many can say thank God for the ministry in our lives today? Hallelujah. Someone that'll cry loud, spare not, lift a trumpet to their voice, blow a clear sound, one that's not hard to interpret, not one that's hard to understand, but will sound the alarm. Take the roll of a book and write therein all the words that I have spoken unto thee against Israel and against Judah and against all the nations from the day I spake unto thee from the days of Josiah even unto this day. It may be that the house of Judah will hear all the evil which I propose to do unto them that they may return every man from his evil way that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. How many is thankful for a space uh, of repentance? Hallelujah. Then Jeremiah called Barak the son of Neriah and Barak wrote from the mouth of Jeremiah all the words of the Lord which he had spoken unto him upon a roll of a book. And Jeremiah commanded Barak saying, Barak saying, I am shut up. I cannot go into the house of the Lord. Therefore go and read in the roll which thou hast written from my mouth the words of the Lord in the ears of the people. And the Lord's house upon the, in the Lord's house upon the fast day and also thou shalt read them in the ears of all Judah that come out of their cities. I want to tell you the word of God is not just for one uh, but it's for all. Hallelujah. It's fair. It's equal. If you live right you're judged right. If you live wrong you're still judged right. If you live like a sinner you're going to die like a sinner. I had to tell uh, some of the uh, young men that used to work for me. Some of them was OD and some of them was, uh, was, was, was being taken way out of this life way too early and uh, they were coming. We want you to preach the funeral. We want you to preach uh, the funeral. And I'm not the judge. I can only go by the fruits uh, that I've seen that was, were born when they were uh, uh, on this earth living. But one day I had to get up and tell them, look, uh, uh, there's a misconception about living like hell, doing everything that you want to do and then when you die you just slip right in uh, uh, to the arms of a merciful God uh, but I want to tell you tonight uh, he judges mercifully he judges uh, right and he's given his children uh, uh, chosen children of Israel he's given them chance uh, after chance after chance and the Bible in different places talks about they were holy holy given unto idolatry fully given unto idolatry and they wouldn't change they wouldn't hear they wouldn't listen it may be that they will present their supplication before the Lord and will return everyone from his evil way for great is the anger and the fury of the Lord that hath pronounced against this people and Barak the son of Neriah did according to all that Jeremiah the prophet commanded him in reading the book the words of the Lord in the Lord's house how many want a preacher that'll just tell you like it is not soap socks open not whitewash it just tell it like it is 
And it came to pass in the fifth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, in the ninth month that they proclaimed a fast before the Lord to all the people in Jerusalem and to all the people that come from the cities of Judah into Jerusalem. Then read Barak in the book of the words of Jeremiah in the house of the Lord in the chamber of Jemariah, the son of Shaphan, the scribe in the higher court at the entry of the new gate of the Lord's house in the ears of all the people. When Micaiah, the son of Jemariah, the son of Shaphan, heard, uh, heard out of the book all the words of the Lord. Then he went down into the king's house. Uh, there was something that pricked his heart. There was something uh, that stirred him up about the warning uh, that Jeremiah was issuing and the scribe uh, that wrote it down. And Jeremiah said, the God's not gonna let me tell it. Uh, you just go read it. They've rejected me, rejected me, rejected me. Uh, you just take this scroll and you read it in the presence of all Judah. And the, then he went down into the king's house into the scribe's chamber uh, and lo all the princes sat there even El Shemiah and the scribe and Delhi the son of Shemiah and El Nathan the son of Akbor and, and Jemariah the son of Shaphan and Zedekiah the son of Hananiah and all the princes and then Micaiah declared unto them uh, all the words that he had heard when Barak uh, read in the ears of the people uh, and therefore all the princes sent uh, uh, Jehuda the son of Nathan uh, Nethaniah, the son of Shelemiah, the uh, son of Cushai, unto Barak, saying, Take in thy hand the roll wherein thou hast read in the ears of the people and come. And so Barak the son of Neriah took the roll in his hand and he came unto them. And they said unto him, sit down now and read it in our ears. So Barak read it in their ears. And now when it came to pass, when they had heard all the words, oh, I'm telling you something. He said, well, Brother Samson, it just seemed like just repetition here and a lot of reading. Reading, uh, and a lot of rereading and, and a lot of just uh, uh, just kind of dubious over and over. Uh, uh, but I want to tell you something. Uh, uh, they were being left without an excuse. Uh, uh, they were given a chance, uh, uh, being given a chance to repent. And uh, uh, so as it began to go on uh, and Barak read it in their ears, it came to pass when they had heard all the words, uh, they were both uh, afraid, both one and another, and said unto Barak, we will surely tell the king of all these words. Uh, I want to tell you something. It don't matter where you go to. Uh, I don't care what authority that you approach. Uh, you're not going to change the spoken uh, word of God. And uh, uh, a lot of times uh, we see people uh, in this world uh, they try to interpret uh, uh, this word of God and they try to change it to fit uh, uh, their own lifestyle and uh, uh, regardless how, uh, how ungodly that it might be but I want to tell you something uh, this word's forever settled uh, and they asked Barak saying tell us now how did thou write all of these words in his mouth uh, and then Barak answered them he pronounced 
all of these words unto me with his mouth and I wrote them with ink in the book. Then said the princess unto Barak, go hide thee, thou and Jeremiah and let no man know where you be. I want to tell you something, this word of God, this unadulterated word of God, it's not mixed with anything. It's not going to be received by everybody and they were getting ready to go to the what they felt like was probably the highest authority in the in the in the in the in the country, and uh, uh, thought maybe this was going to change things, and it wasn't going to go over very good. You better run and hide. And they went in to the king and to the court, but they laid up the roll in the chamber of El Shema, uh, the scribe, and told all the words in the ears uh, of the king. So the king sent uh, Jehudah to fetch the roll, and he took it out of El Shemimus, the scribe chamber and Jehudah read it in the ears of the king and in the ears of all the princes which stood before the king. And now the king sat in his in the winter house in the ninth month uh, and there was a fire on the earth burning uh, before him. I want to tell you something. Uh, when the word of God is presented to you, I'm telling you something. You better really take uh, a caution how you handle uh, uh, the word of God and how you present it, uh, how you accept it. And it came to pass uh, uh, when Jehudah had read the three or four leaves, uh, uh, he cut it with the penknife uh, and he cast it into the fire that was on the hearth uh, until all of the roll was consumed in the fire that was on the hearth. Yet they were not afraid nor rent their garments, neither the king nor any of his servants uh, that heard all of these words. Uh, uh, and if you want to make further reading and Bible study at home, uh, uh, you can find out what was in this. Uh, uh, but Jeremiah was prophesying uh, about the doom of, of Judea and of Israel and their idol worship. He was telling them, you're fixing to go into bondage. Uh, this is the things that's coming upon you. Uh, I'm telling you something today. We're living in a world that everybody's saved regardless of how it lines up with the word of God. We've got people today that have denied the word of God. We've got to the place in our society, in our culture that people don't even know who they are. They don't know what they are. You can ask them, I don't know if I'm a man or I'm a woman. I went to the hospital. They asked me, was you born a male? I thought, why in the world would you ever ask me something like that? And again, they asked me, are you pregnant? And I said, uh, I said, do what? I don't hear well, but I, I knew I wasn't hearing a, a something that I'd ever been asked before. And I said, uh, uh, no, not that I know of. Hallelujah. And, uh, uh, but anyway, this is the time and culture that we're living in today. Man with man, woman with woman. Uh, and we heard about this in the word of God years ago. Uh, we didn't ever think, it seemed like to... Uh, to me as a child growing up that the kind of perversion uh, that we deal with in our society and not only in society uh, uh, but in our democracy, in our government, in the White House. Uh, uh, every man's right in his own eyes uh, regardless of what the world, the, the word says uh, about homosexuality, lesbianism, uh, uh, same-sex gender and all of these things. Uh, I look at it today. I thank God uh, that I can line up with the 
word of God. I'm not confused about who I am. I'm not cutting out of the word of God something that I don't agree with. Oh, because if it's in there, it's forever settled. But the king commanded Jeremiel, the son of Hamalek, and Sierra, the son of Azrael, and Shelemiah, the son of Abdeel, to take Barak, the scribe, and Jeremiah, the prophet. But the Lord had hid them. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah after that the king had burned the roll and the words which Barak wrote at the mouth of Jeremiah saying, take thee another roll and write in it all the words that were uh, in the first. I want, I want to, uh, yeah, which Jeremiah. Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, hath burned. And thou shalt say to Jehoiakim, king of Judah, thus saith the Lord. It don't matter who you are. It don't matter what you are, the position that you think that you may hold and the authority that you may think that you have. And he told the, uh, he say to Jehoiakim, king of Judah, thus saith the Lord, thou hast burned this roll, saying, why hast thou written therein, saying, the king of Babylon shall surely certainly come and destroy this land and shall cease uh, to cease from then thence man and beast therefore saith the Lord uh, of Jehoiakim king of Judah he shall have none to set upon the throne of David and his dead body shall be cast out in the day to the heat and in the night uh, in the frost and I will punish him and his seed and his servants uh, for their iniquity and I will bring upon them the inhabitants uh, of Jerusalem upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem and upon the men of Judah all the evil that I have pronounced against them but they hearkened not oh God I'm telling you something you can preach today that Jesus Christ is coming back and this world looks at you like you fell out of a well they look at you like you're, you're preaching to them out of a, a fairy t- a tale brother Caleb made mention this morning uh, some country some some people think uh, that this word of God has become unto them uh, just a fairy tale. Uh, it's just a myth. Uh, our missionary from Austria said uh, uh, to win somebody to the uh, uh, th- to the gospel of Christ, you have to first uh, convince them of the word of God. They feel like that the word of God is just a fairy tale like Alice in Wonderland and Disney stories and uh, all of these things. That's what they feel like. That's all they've known all their life. This book is just a fairy tale. Uh, uh, And so to get this word across to them, uh, you have to make them first. The Bible said, uh, how can you come? Uh, They said that those that come must first believe uh, that he is uh, and he is the rewarder of them uh, that diligently seek him. We need diligence in our society today. We need somebody crying out for a word of God and a move of God in their life. It seems like everybody's got it figured out. Nobody needs the word. Nobody needs the book. 
and this is the way the king was today. He's neglecting the warning. You can tell them that judgment day is coming. You can tell them there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And they'll look at you and they'll go on right on fornicating, adulterating, stealing, drugging, drinking, doping. They, they, they have no, uh, no concept of the word of God. To them it's just a myth. It's just something that we've heard for years. He burned it in the fire and the king and he gave it to Barak the scribe, the son of Neriah who wrote therein from the mouth of Jeremiah all the words of the book which Jehoiakim king of Judah had burned in the fire and there were added beside unto them many like words. I'm just I'm gonna add just a few more things to you. It's what 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 he's saying. I told you this in the beginning, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you just a little bit more. What are you trying to say, Brother Samson? We go back to verse 25. It said, Nevertheless, El Nathan, nevertheless, El Nathan and Deli and, and Jemariah had made intercession to the king. They begin to beg the king, don't do this. Don't desecrate uh, this word of God. I'm telling you something. Uh, we're living in America today that they have no use uh, uh, for religion. They have no use uh, uh, for this word of God. Uh, uh, we can make all the intercession uh, that we want, but unless they repent, uh, and the signs that you see them all over, uh, unless you repent, uh, and my people who are called by my name, uh, if they'll fall on their face, and repent I'll heal their land I'll come back I'll be a God in their midst but we put them aside and Jeremiah or not Jeremiah but the king had got to the place that he could not be touched they made intercession to the king that he not would not burn the roll but he would not hear them you can preach today you can tell them of a soon coming king you can tell them about the acts to 38 plan of salvation but they don't need it they reject it they're not interested in it until trouble comes oh how many times did we see trouble that drove Israel back to God and how many times even this is what brought them from this captivity that we're talking about when they said sing us one of the old songs of Zion those that were carried away captive the Chaldeans required of them a, a song and they said we will not sing in this land of bondage we've hung our harps on the willow one scripture said if I forget thee old Jerusalem let my right hand forget its cunning and let my mouth cleave to the roof or my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth I'm not going to sit in a land of captivity I'm not going to be happy in a land uh, uh, that my backslidden condition uh, has caught me into. Uh, I'm telling you something today. Everybody in the world saved. Everybody's happy. Uh, everybody. We see, oh God, help us tonight. Uh, uh, but we see this backslidden nation. And what's it going to take uh, to get their attention? Uh, you can preach eternity. You can preach judgment. Uh, nobody seems to care. Uh, oh, it reminds me of the story of the man 
said that the bridge was out uh, and they stood out in the road and they were flagging uh, their hands and people uh, would swerve around them and the bridge was out uh, and they just car after car uh, uh, began to plunge off uh, into the river. Nobody heeding the call. Uh, one man said the, the load of drunks went by and uh, hauled out and called out to him un, under their intoxication uh, and said how far is it to hell preacher and the preacher said it's just right down the road uh, you know in just a little while there was a screeching of tires uh, there was a crash and breaking of glass uh, and those men slipped out uh, into eternity uh, just a few minutes they had a chance uh, uh, before to repent just a few moments before that there was opportunity to realize uh, I'm on the wrong road I can't go uh, this way but you know what uh, intercession uh, it failed uh, this king went beyond uh, intercession uh, intercession uh, failed uh, we talk about uh, in 1 Samuel 15 let me grab just a little bit of that tonight while they come uh, to the music 1 Samuel 15. I'm going to go to the 10th verse. We all know this story. How the Amalekites had attacked Israel in their departure, in their exodus. They were not warriors. They were simply Slaves that were being delivered going to the promised land. And Amalek attacked them. And God had taken them in a direction to try to avoid uh, some of this conflict, but they came and uh, uh, they, they begin to make war against Israel. And uh, the Lord, it, 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 he marked this down and he let it go uh, for several years. But now uh, Israel's got a king and uh, we see Samuel maybe struggling with the departure of the prophets and going into the, the dispensation of the kings uh, uh, and maybe struggling with this just a little bit. And, uh, but he, he, he told Saul, he said, look, God wants you to go down. He wants you to utterly destroy the Amalekites. Don't spare nothing. Destroy them. And Saul, uh, the Bible talks about it. We'll read it when he was little in his own eyes. But when he, he got a little bit of authority, it, it went to his head. And uh, uh, so when he goes to battle, uh, uh, he he, he preserves the king and he brings back the very best of the animals uh, and the spoil claiming it was for sacrifice uh, uh, when it come because when it came to confession time uh, Saul began to point his finger and he said well he said I was afraid of the people and the people uh, uh, they made this decision and, and it was their choice uh, uh, but the Lord didn't buy that the prophet didn't buy that uh, you are the king you are the ruler you are the anointed you make the decision decisions uh, and you make the call in battle so that uh, that wasn't going to work and but so when he comes back and they save the animals and uh, all of these things and the king uh, uh, the, the Lord speaks unto Samuel and the Lord came the, then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel saying it repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king in reading this I thought Irma, I thought, what if God sent a man 
one of the elders in the fellowship to say, look, God's been dealing with me and brought a committee of elders in here and said, your pastoral ship's over. You're not pastoring anymore. God has rejected you. And I sat there for a little while and I thought of these things. What would it be like to hear these words? What would it be like to hear you're not going to feel the presence of God anymore? It repenteth me that I've set up Saul to be king, for he has turned back from following me, hath not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. You know what it is to be in leadership, knowing somebody in your congregation is is in a struggle. They're in a battle. Brother Denton, you lay awake till the wee hours of the morning praying and calling their name out to God. Wake up early in the morning. Your sleep has gone from you. And Brother Allie, you're crying their name out to God and helping them. Sometimes all you can be is a cheerleader. All you can be is you can make it. You can overcome this. You can pull out of this trial. They have to make up their mind. They have to have a will to thrive. And uh, But I have laid awake late hours of the night with church trouble and things going wrong and praying for people and calling their name. And uh, uh, it's, it's so rewarding when you see them and God uh, begins they begin to get their head up and they be, begin to uh, uh, to realize, you know, I, I, I need to get closer to God. And they begin to pull out of their trial. And it makes you, it's such a reward. Uh, uh, but Samuel is laying here and he, all, all, all night and he rose up early in the morning. Uh, uh, to, in the morning it was told Samuel saying, Saul came to Carmel and behold, uh, he set himself, he set up a place uh, and has gone about. He went and he set up uh, a memorial to himself. Uh, look what I've done. Look at this great victory. Uh, uh, you know, I've got the proof right here. I've conquered the king. I've kept the best. And he set up uh, uh, this memorial. So quickly, uh, this flesh can be exalted. So quickly, uh, this flesh is, can say, uh, I'm doing this on my own. I can make it uh, on my own. I am a self-made uh, uh, man. I thought, oh, how quickly uh, uh, God can bring us down uh, and, and this is the place that Saul had come to uh, and he set up a place gone about and passed on and gone down to Gilgal and Samuel came to Saul uh, and Saul said unto him blessed be thou of the Lord I have performed the commandment uh, of the Lord I want to tell you something uh, you can't out fool God uh, you can't out fool the presence of God uh, he's looking right down in your heart he knows the thought uh, he knows the intent uh, of your heart. Samuel had already kn- already knew. Uh, God had already revealed him t- it to him that something uh, wasn't right. And blessed be thou of the Lord. I have performed the commandment uh, of the Lord. Uh, oh, sometimes it's easy uh, when you're already cut off uh, and just keep carrying on like everything uh, is all right. And Samuel said, what meaning then? 
meaneth then the bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowing, uh, lowing of the oxen which I hear. And Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites uh, for the people spared the best uh, of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said unto Saul, stay. You just stop talking for a minute. Stay. You stop. It's what this is meaning right here. You're doing a lot of talking, uh, but let me talk to you right now. I want to tell you what God has to say in the matter. I'm telling you something. Uh, sometimes we could just get this flesh under control and hear uh, the voice of God. Hear what God uh, is trying to say to us. Uh, and then uh, say, and I'll tell thee what the Lord uh, said unto me this night. And he said unto him, say on. And Samuel said, when thou wast little in thine own sight, wast thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, go, utterly destroy the sinners and the Amalekites. Fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore, did thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but didst fly upon the spoil and didst evil in the sight of the Lord? And Samuel said, and Saul said, unto Samuel, yea, I've obeyed the voice of the Lord. I've gone the way which the Lord sent me and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed uh, the Amalekites. It's so quick how he inserts here uh, uh, the one little shortcoming that he failed uh, to fully and totally obey the word of the Lord. I'm telling you something. Uh, it's very important to get this book uh, and get it in your heart. Read it 47 times. Uh, read it 50 times. Read it 100 times. Uh, uh, but get it in your heart. Get it in your mind. Uh, oh, so you can know. One writer said, I hide the word uh, in my heart uh, that I might not sin against God. How am I going to stand against the evil of this world? Get full of the Holy Ghost. Get full of the word of the Lord. Except God had his word. The people took of the spoil sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken the fat of rams. Rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. A missionary talking just a, a, a few days ago and so many of these missionaries uh, when they come they tell of, of voodoo and they tell of evil spirits and they tell of witchcraft and, and, and witches and uh, warlords and all of these things in these, in these countries uh, uh, over there and they tell about them and uh, uh, somebody was making statement. I can't believe that that goes on. He said, oh yes, uh, it goes on. But let me tell you something. Uh, your America is just as full of it. Uh, it's just a little bit more sophisticated name. Uh, it comes under rebellion. It comes under stubbornness. Uh, uh, you know, and this is saying right here. That for rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. Stubborn and iniquity. Uh, and adult, it's like adultery because thou has idolatry because you have rejected the word of the Lord and he hath also rejected you from being king we're already reading 
read in the first when Samuel laid awake all night travailing and praying and crying unto God. But Saul's got to the place that he is beyond intercession. Saul said unto Samuel, I've sinned, I've transgressed. Pardon my sin. Come, come worship with me. And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee, for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord hath rejected thee from being king over Israel. Could it be that somewhere in the eons of time, maybe near in the near short future, at the second coming, when the Lord brings back your remembrance of this night, in the Lighthouse Church, Neosho, Missouri, you rejected my word. You rejected my call. You rejected my pulling. And the Lord has rejected thee from being king over Israel. And Samuel turned about to go away. And, and he laid hold upon the skirt of his mantle. And it rent. You can wrestle with the authority of the word of God all you want to. You can sit here tonight and have a spiritual tussle, a spiritual warfare going on in the members of your mind. But it's not going to make any difference. The word always stands. And Samuel said unto him, The Lord hath rent the kingdom of Israel from thee this day and given it to a neighbor of thine that is better than thou. I want to jump to the 16th chapter in the first verse. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul? Seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel, fill thy horn with oil and go. I'll send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. What are you talking about, Brother Samson? Saul had gone beyond intercession. The prophet of God crying, lamenting. Pleading Saul's case two different times. And the Lord said, how long is this going to go on? Your intercession has failed. It's not working anymore. Oh, God, while there's a chance, God, I, I want to feel your presence. Romans 8, 34, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, that rather is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Romans 7, 25, wherefore he is able also to save him to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing that even he ever liveth to make intercession for them. What would it be like to come to a place 
We talked about America today, one of the greatest countries, and we discussed that July the 4th service on the top side of the earth. But on a daily basis are rejecting God, turning their back on God, going their own self-willed ways. And I feel like it's only, Brother Adam, it's only the prayers of the Christians, only the prayers with the Caleb of the righteous in America that's standing between America and judgment today. But what's it going to be when intercession no longer rings, when intercession no longer has any effect, intercession fails to take a halt and we've gone beyond intercession oh when the ministry when the Christian uh, can no longer cry out uh, and the Bible said talked about when the trumpet sounds uh, and when that angel comes and he puts one left foot on the land uh, and the other on the sea and he declares uh, that time will be uh, no more uh, oh you can make intercession the Bible talks about uh, them that come look uh, we've done this we've done that we've done many great things in your name uh, they're, they're interceding uh, for their self uh, for their carnality uh, for their self-righteous ways. They're trying to bargain with God. They're, they're trying to wrestle on judgment day. And the Lord looked at them and he said, you depart from me. I never did know you. You are a worker of iniquity. What are you talking about, Brother Samson? I'm talking about tonight. While there's a chance for intercession, to, to intercede with the presence of God and to make things right. Ask for forgiveness. He makes intercession for us. Will you stand to your feet tonight? These altars are open. What's the altar about tonight, Brother Samson? It's about making intercession with the presence of God. I know ye not that advocate will we have with Jesus Christ, the righteous that makes intercession. With groaning and moanings, sounds that can't be uttered. Oh God, I need you. God, I need your forgiveness. Oh, 